Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on this Wednesday, September 13th. 2023. Thank you for making us a part of your day each and every day. A special shout out to all of our everydayers there within the Lockdown Blue Devils family, making me a part of your daily commute to work. Maybe it's the evening walk, the dog, whatever it may be when you consume Lockdown Blue Devils. I'm grateful that you take the time to do that. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow and subscribe to this podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like this video, share it with your friends as you're able to watch the show daily each and every day. So without further ado, on today's show, I want to talk a little bit about Countdown to Craziness. That'll be here before we know it, a little over a month away from that event. We'll also talk Duke football, and who else to join us but my good pal Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham. Hello, Kevin. How are you this week? I'm good, JJ. How are you? I need your viewers to, to bear with me here. I woke up on, uh, what was that, I guess Tuesday morning. And uh, the voice was going out on me a little bit. So I I apologize to your listeners. They need me to bear with me here for about 25 minutes. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. They're going to be able, you're going to make it through uh, and they're going to love the sound of your voice for the remainder of this program. So I appreciate you being here with us once again. We've got to talk about football, obviously. We saw week one of the NFL season come and go. We've seen two games now for the Stoop program. But before we do any of that, Let's talk basketball. We're in a time where we're not seeing the Duke team out on the practice floor, a big push for the start of the academic semester. But I tell you what, we're getting closer to sort of those first organized practices for the upcoming season. Countdown to craziness is right around the corner. So, yes, football may have started, but basketball will be here before we know it. Yeah, first official practice, I believe it was two weeks from Monday. So let me take a look at my calendar right here. So that's the 25th. September 25th, I believe, is the first day of official practice. So um, it'll be here before you know it. Certainly exciting. Um, We haven't gotten a lot of those clips of the Duke team that we saw uh, in the summer when everyone was back on campus. But um, feel like sooner rather than later, we're going to see a little more of those clips coming out from the social media team. Which means that we'll see Countdown to Craziness very soon as well. Of course, Duke's kind of tip-off event to the season. An awesome opportunity to get to meet this year's squad. Uh, We love, as Duke basketball fans, the player introductions. We're curious the level of dance moves that the guys on the roster have as their name is called out there inside Cameron and they make it over to center court. There's the blue-white game that takes place. And now, Countdown to Craziness over the last several years has kind of been a who's who in terms of recruiting. You can look at pretty much every guy on the roster for Duke and probably recall one of the visits that they had during their high school days to count down the craziness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You mentioned the blue-white half scrimmage. Um, I think that's one of the big highlights, at least for me, of Countdown to Craziness. You mentioned the player introductions. Those are always cool as well. Um, But it feel like Countdown to Craziness, it's like, it is that unofficial start of the season because then I think a week later, a week and a half later, you have an exhibition game, and then two weeks after countdown to craziness, you're, you're starting the season for real and you're playing some real ball, um, which is going to be exciting. So, yeah, it seems like everyone has that date, um, which I believe is the 20th, October 20th, circled on their calendar. And then you mentioned um, it's arguably the biggest recruiting weekend 
of the year uh, for the basketball program. Why do you think that is? Well, it, it, you have the hype. You have uh, a sold-out Cameron Indoor Stadium. The Cameron Crazies are in there for the first time since March. They're all ready to go. And uh, it feels like, at least in the last couple of years, like you mentioned, the event has become bigger. But I think it's become bigger with the adaptation for Duke of the pyrotechnics and the light show and the smoke shows and all that stuff. And, and I think it really sells that, all right, this is what you're getting into when you come to Duke. And obviously – um, I would imagine for college students, there's a couple of extracurricular activities that go sure. on after countdown to craziness wraps up that uh, I'm sure everyone out there ha- has been to every every uh, a couple of those extracurricular activities during their college days. So um, it, it's a big pageant that basically um, the basketball program and the school put on. Um, I don't know off the top of my head if the football team is playing as well that weekend. Um, that would just cap off like uh, that that big uh, that culmination of the weekend to try and sell them on, hey, this is why you want to come to Duke and be a member of the Blue Devil basketball program. No kidding. I mean, it's a great opportunity to get to see kind of the energy of the Cameron Crazies. The fact that they haven't been there since March, I think that's a good point because they're so excited to kind of be back in there. It's a freshman's introduction to what life is like uh, in that area. That is actually the big weekend where Duke travels to Florida State for that game in Tallahassee. So Friday, October 20th, mark your calendars. That's Countdown to Craziness 2023. And then on November 1st is that exhibition basketball game against UNC Pembroke. So uh, we're expected to have a good number of visitors that will be on campus for Duke basketball for a Countdown to Craziness here in 2023. We'll get a full rundown of all of those visitors after our first time out here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. Lockdown Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at Jace Case. The Jace Case, Jace Medical, provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace Case is fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created and doctor-recommended. Want to make sure that you don't come unprepared, as everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluations to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com. Your promo code once again, LOCKEDON. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, uh, plus an additional $20 off using code LOCKEDON. Jace Medical, a proud sponsor of Locked On Blue Devils. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham. So, Kevin, we teased it, but Countdown to Craziness will be here Friday, October 20th, so a little bit over a month away from that festivity inside Cameron Indoor Stadium. Who's going to be there? Well, you have your big three right now in the 2024 class, and um, it's been rumored uh, for about two weeks now but finally confirmed set in stone. Cooper Flagg is going to return to Durham to be at Countdown to Craziness. He had the unofficial visit to Duke the first day of in August, um, which was his first ever 
campus visit. That was still as a member of the 2025 class. Now he's officially a member of the 2024 class, and he will take his official visit to Duke for Countdown to Craziness. Also going to be on a visit is the five-star out of Long Island Lutheran in New York, VJ Edgecombe. And then obviously the big four-star four forward. I always butcher his last name. We're going to go Patrick Ngaba the second out of Paul the sixth. Uh, high school teammates with Darren Harrison. Duke was actually at Paul the sixth today on uh, on Wednesday um, to see Darren Harris and Patrick Ngaba. Um, so those Perfect. big three will definitely be in attendance for Countdown to Craziness. Now that list can grow and is probably likely to grow. Um, perhaps with some 2025 and even 2026 prospects on more of an unofficial visit. But you're going to see Nangaba um, on an unofficial visit. Remember, he already took his official visit to Duke back in June. Um, VJ Edgecombe, he'll be on an official visit. And then obviously Cooper Flagg, like I said, he'll be on an official visit for Countdown of Craziness. And then who's to say commits like Darren Harris and Isaiah Evans yep. won't be back for that weekend? I mean, it's a good opportunity to kind of build that whole class together. Uh, Paul the Sixth has become such a recruiting pipeline for Duke. We mentioned Harris in the class already trying to get Patrick and Gaba the second to commit to the Blue Devils, but they've already got Jeremy Roach. They had Trevor Keels play for the Blue Devils out of that program. So uh, it would be awesome to get another player from there to uh, to join the brotherhood and play for Duke men's basketball but an official visit for Cooper flag countdown to craziness weekend this is massive this is what Duke is looking for trying to ultimately land the commitment from the top player in the country and it's also what Duke wanted they're going to be as of right now on the schedule his last official visit he's going to take official visits to UConn and Kansas before he comes to Durham so um, Duke's still by far the favorite to land Cooper Flag, everyone's expecting him to become a Blue Devil and be in a Duke jersey at this time next year. Um, but Duke wanted to have that last crack, that last official visit with Cooper Flag, at least of the ter- the schools he's considering. Now, if Cooper Flag wants to go to any school in the country, he can do so. But it seems like right now he hasn't officially said anything. But his three finalists are Duke, Connecticut, and Kansas. Um, and we know how good of a recruiter Bill Self is. We know how sometimes he pulls rabbits out of a hat and lands these prospects that no one thinks he has an idea of a chance of landing. And Danny Hurley reigning national championships uh, with the Huskies. Um, they're going to get official visits as well, but John Shire gets what he wants. And as of right now, Duke is scheduled to be the last official visit, um, at least of the fall, for Cooper Flagg. And you have to remember, he's going to begin his high school season shortly after that because Montverde Academy, they play a national schedule where they travel all over the place. They don't play like your typical high school basketball schedule where it goes from uh, like late December to March, they go basically all year round until Geico Nationals. Um, so after the Duke official visit, he's going to jump right into his high school regular season. Well, we talk about this Duke team and, and Cooper Flag in particular. If you're an everydayer listening to the show, you're well aware of Flag and what type of recruit and player he is. But if someone's just coming across him for the first time, Kevin, how would you best describe Cooper Flag on the basketball court? I, I don't want to use the term unicorn because I feel like that gets thrown out, especially in basketball, so often now. But he, he's he's under seven foot, so say like give him the six eight six nine frame, um, and he he's he's a winner. I think that's the biggest thing you could say is he's a winner. Now, if you look at his high school stats from last year, they're not that great because they had an absolutely loaded Montverde team. I mean, Kevin Boyle, the head coach of Montverde, he has a loaded team every single year. But now you're going to see Cooper Flag step into that role on the high school level that you saw in the AAU circuit, that you saw nearly average a triple-double in Peach Jam this year, that you saw 
and almost average a triple-double with points, rebounds, and blocks. I think defensively is the area that he's grown the most, at least over this summer, and that he showcased the most with a handful of double-digit block games at Peach Jam. Um, he scored 30-40, flirted with 50 in the AAU circuit this year. Um, he just does it all. Now, there are aspects of his game that do have to get better and have to get stronger and will get better in time. Um, but, yeah, this is this is the can't-miss prospect of the 2024 class, um, expected to be the number one overall pick in uh, next year or two years from now, the NBA draft. That's why he reclassed from 2025 into 2024 because he has the age requirement to be eligible for the 2025 NBA draft um, and immediately – went to that number one player ranking as a consensus throughout all the recruiting services as the top player. And remember, there was a three-way discussion for who the best player overall in high school basketball was. Cameron Boozer, who's the number one player in the class of 2025. Cooper Flagg, who was, I'll say, 1B in 2025, now number one in 2024. And uh, 2026 product, A.J. DeBatanza. I think I'm saying that properly. Um, Duke was actually in earlier this week to see him as well. So those are the three players that many are saying are the three best high school players in uh, high school basketball. And it seems like Duke, at least for now, was in the driver's seat for two of them in Flag and obviously Cameron Boozer in 2025. Yeah, and we've talked about kind of what it would be like if Flag and Boozer played together uh, at Duke, possibly. Now we've got Flag reclassifying to come a year sooner than Boozer, and so maybe that does increase the likelihood that they both end up wearing the Duke uniform. That's what we're hoping for ultimately at the end of the day. So already talked a little bit about uh, Cooper Flag. Let's go back now to Patrick and Gobba the second. We've talked a lot about St. Paul the sixth and Kevin, the school he goes to is great. The connections that he's got, great. Is he a great basketball player? What do we need to know about him? Yeah, he he really is. Big, <laughs> just under um, seven foot, listed at six foot 11. And, and you figure that's going to be a need for Duke this year, right? We have already highlighted throughout the summer at how, if you want to say the biggest question mark on this team is the center position. And it's probably going to be a little bit weaker next year because Ryan Young's going to graduate. Kyle Filipowski is going to be in the NBA. You wonder what the future of Christian Reeves is. Should he not get the minutes maybe he's expecting this year? Would he hop in the transfer portal and try and play somewhere else? Um, so, yeah, I think Nangaba, he's a major target. Um, I think he was number two on Duke's wish list in terms of centers in the 2024 class behind Flory Badunga. Um, and obviously we highlighted that in August with his recruitment that Duke was a favorite, then Auburn was a favorite, then Kansas comes out of nowhere to land his commitment. Um, so right now, and it, it was kind of almost like process of el- elimination for John Shire, where Badunga's off the board. All right, is now our guy. We're going after him full steam ahead. And I think Duke right now, um, at least in my opinion, is one of the leaders for him. Um, really good rebounder, really good footwork around the rim, um, a good defensive presence. Um, offense at the college level probably will take him a little bit of an adjustment period to get used to, just in terms of the physicality down low. Um, but I could see him starting at center for Duke in the 2024-2025 season. Biggest thing, to your point, more than likely a position of need, right? More than likely a spot that Duke needs to fill kind of on the interior there if they were able to land a commitment there. Finally, V.J. Edgecombe, a big-time visitor coming to Duke for Countdown to Craziness. His name has been linked to the Blue Devils in recruiting circles for quite some time. Who is he as a player? Well, he's a fantastic player, a wing, really perimeter-oriented Um, But I will say 
Duke's going to have fierce competition for him. He's got an absolutely loaded top 10, which also includes um, the NBA G League. So nine other colleges, nine colleges and the G League make up his top 10. Um, would really fit Duke well um, because it seems especially we're going to find out a lot more this year about how perimeter-oriented they want to be and spacing the floor. And I think you're going to see the style of play this year if that could translate to V.J. Edgecombe's game once he comes in to Duke. Um, we talk about how loaded New York and New York City is with high school prospects, and he was the Gatorade Player of the Year for the state of New York um, for Lujai in high school basketball this year. So that should really tell you uh, everything about V.J. Edgecombe and how good of a basketball player he is in the Northeast. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all when you take a look at that. So uh, before we take our final break here on the program, again, kind of looking at Countdown to Craziness, still a little over a month away, but want to give people a full preview of what to expect. Just a couple of words. I mean, how big of a weekend, Kevin, do you think this will be for Duke ultimately the weekend of Friday, October 20th? I don't want to say program changing because obviously when you're a program with five national championships and you're yeah. so historic like Duke, we I'm can't gonna, do that just yet. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to say it, it's going to, it's going to could be a program changing weekend, but certainly it could be a massive weekend um, given the expectations of this team coming into this season. And then if you add a player like Cooper flag, who everyone is um, almost saying is, is the poster boy right now for, for the 2025 NBA draft and NBA scouts are already salivating over him. It could be a really massive weekend for Duke um, and maybe one of the biggest, I'll say, that John Shire has had in his recruiting tenure as the head coach of the Blue Devils. Let's see what they're able to do. Let's see if they're able to get it done. All right, we'll take our final time out here on today's show. A couple of football thoughts when we come back here on Locked on Blue Devils. Locked on Blue Devils here today brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered and they have it all. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com motors. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Once again, ebay.com motors. Moving forward here on today's episode of Locked on Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Kevin Connolly, who is the site expert for Ball Durham. One plug for your website, if you will, sir. Well, you can read us at balldurham.com. Follow us on Twitter at ball underscore Durham. And basically everything you guys need to know, Duke basketball, Duke recruiting, Duke football, Duke in the NBA, NFL, you name it, Duke. We got it over there at Ball Durham. So um, come give us a read and give us a follow again on Twitter, or I guess I should say X, uh, at ball underscore Durham. All right, Duke football now 2-0 on the season, a 42-7 win over Lafayette on uh, this past Saturday. Now they will host Northwestern this upcoming week. We're trying to temper expectations a little bit with this Duke defense, Kevin, right? I mean, after the win over Clemson, I'm letting people know, look, 
the team's going to give up more than seven points in games to come. I promise you that. Well, it didn't look like it on Saturday. I mean, that average is staying clean. Again, just one defensive touchdown uh, or touchdown period given up by that Duke defense early in the game, by the way. And then they really kind of shifted it into gear and didn't let Lafayette score after that. Yeah, you kind of saw it coming. I mean, it, it, it screamed easy trap game, short <laughs> week, um, inferior program like Lafayette coming in. Um, and, and then you just turn on the gas um, and you exert your will. And, and you win the game. Um, whether it was nasty down in North Carolina over the weekend, um, you saw it, Duke's game didn't get delayed, but you saw games um, like NC State, North Carolina. Um, they Virginia, all, Virginia Tech. I mean, Virginia, yeah, all Virginia around Tech. the area. It was yeah, crazy. all around the area. Got hit by storms and, and big rain. Um, so it was good. You got Riley Leonard in, got him out quick, basically threw a perfect game. I think he was 12 for 12 um, for like 140 yards and a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, it, it was just a, a good win. Move on to the next. Um, mentioned Northwestern. Now they are um, a program in turmoil. Obviously, we don't have to get into everything that happened with them in the offseason and the coaching change and the controversy. Um, so I think it's still business as usual here for Duke. It's a game at home on a Saturday afternoon. You hope, cross your finger, that the weather, weather is going to be better. And then you travel up to Connecticut to play UConn, a team that um, I think for whatever reason got a little bit of hype in the preseason, um, second year under Jim Mora, but it really hasn't um, shown anything yet with uh, a loss uh, in the opener to NC State, although they kept it close. And then in week two, uh, they go to Georgia State and really aren't competitive 35-14. So um, keep your eye on what they do at home against FIU this week. But like I said, after the Clemson game, um, Duke should be undefeated, still in the top 25 when Notre Dame comes to town on the final day of September. Two years ago, we're watching Gunnar Holmberg play quarterback for Duke, and Riley Leonard is a true freshman at that time. He's coming in, taking snaps. Uh, Jordan Moore was also over at that quarterback position that time as well. Now it's Henry Bieland the fourth, who's behind Riley Leonard. He gets an opportunity to play a good bit this past weekend, and like Leonard, Bieland goes eight for eight, a perfect 100% passing, runs a score in, also through for a touchdown. You look at the numbers. Duke quarterbacks combined 20 for 20. Leonard did clock one ball one time, which goes down as a team pass 0 for 1. So the stat nerds out there might take away our perfect passing game, Kevin, on a technicality nonetheless. But how about that? I mean, our opportunity, you always want to know what the future kind of looks like. Here's Henry Bieland, the fourth, an athletic quarterback, making plays with his feet, but also throwing it around the yard pretty well. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what you want to do. You want to get your young guys some experience, and we talked about how daunting this Duke schedule is, so you really don't know how often you're going to get those backups in, in games, um, especially because you want to say you're going to be in a lot of them and winning a lot of them, and they're going to be close ball games given the schedule. So, um, yeah, it, it was it was great to see for Duke. The one thing I was really impressed with was the drive that basically ate up the fourth quarter. Obviously, you kept it on the ground a lot, but – you also picked up a lot of first downs to keep the drive moving. I think it was it was over an 11-minute drive. It was close to a 12-minute drive in the fourth quarter to close out the game. So um, that's what you want to see if you're Mike Elko. Again, it's an inferior opponent in Lafayette, but you want to see even your reserve big boys up front push the pile, set the tone, create those running lanes for the backs, and they, got, they hit the holes, they move the chains, keep drives alive, um, and then you just keep on moving to Northwestern and UConn, and then um, it could set up. Uh, an absolute wild matchup of potentially two top 15 teams. I mean, we don't want to harp. It doesn't turn into a Notre Dame show here, but 
They go on the road and beat NC State. Now, really the only team that's stepping in their way is what could be a top 10 matchup with Ohio State the week before they come down to Durham. So I think that's going to be a game a lot of Duke fans want to tune into to see what Notre Dame does against Ohio State the week before they come down to Durham. Great to you know chew up the clock there in the fourth quarter, running the ball effectively. Another big day for Jordan Waters, Jacquez Moore out of the backfield. But come on, Kevin, neither one of us had a perfect passing day on our bingo cards. Like that, well, incredibly impressive that a, Leonard a, and Belen were able to do that. A perfect passing day in less than ideal conditions to throw the football. True. <laughs> so, so I Great think you point. Have- you have to give a lot of credit to both the quarterbacks and to the wide receivers. We talked about Jalen Calhoun's struggles against Clemson. Um, but again, it's not easy to catch the football um, in near torrential rain and monsoon conditions. And, and these Jordan two, Moore and these take two the gloves receivers off entirely. Yeah, yeah, because th- those sticky gloves, they get too slick um, in, in rain. And sometimes just your, your two bare hands is easier to catch the football. No kidding. Well, let's see what Duke can do this upcoming weekend, taking on Northwestern at home. We'll see if the Blue Devils are able to improve to 3-0. and Make sure you go check out balldurham.com for all of Kevin's work. Kev, as always, it's great to see you, my friend. Thanks, JJ. All right, that's Kevin Connolly joining us here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. That's going to do it for our show here today. Thank you so much always for your support. We're back at it tomorrow with another fun, exciting edition of the program. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go do a talk tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day. <laughs>